0: And welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Shaquille O'Neal edition. The 1, 325 325-pound center is a four-time champ, one-time MVP, a 15-time All-Star, 14-time All-NBA, playing 19 years in the league after being the number one overall pick, and he is a Hall of Famer, with career averages of 23, 11, and 2 on 58% shooting. Now... I will kick to Uncle Doug, who has him ranked the highest of anyone at number eight overall and number three on his center's list. Uncle Doug?
1: Yeah, well, Shaq was uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, You start with, even when he first came into the league, he was still good size. But by the time he hit the Lakers and they started winning titles, Shaq was definitely a force to (laughs) be reckoned with. He was a huge man. Um he averaged, well, like Alex said 23, 7, 10, 9, 2.5. Uh, he is 10th all time on the scoring list, 28,000 plus points. Uh, his scoring average is 22nd. Um, he is 16th on the rebound list, um, his average being 39th. Um, he is actually 9th on the block list. Uh, And his block average is 16th. I didn't realize he had quite that many blocks. And I was kind of surprised. As many assists as Shaq had. Uh, He's not super high on the list. I think he's in the 200s. But he had over 3,000 assists in his career. And actually had a season where he averaged 3.8. He did win an MVP. um, And a very deserving one. Uh, He won that in 2000. He averaged 29.7, 13.6. That was the year he averaged 3.8 assists, half a steal, and three blocks. So uh, that's why I have Shaq so high on my list. Um, He did get um, an MVP. He also has four titles, and he was the MVP of three of those. So... That's why Shaq's up there for me. All right. Well, that would kick
0: us to Wade, who has him ranked number nine overall and number three on his centers list. But, sadly, Wade is not here tonight. Um, it has been a while since Wade missed an episode, though, so it's not hasn't become a regular thing again yet. But uh, let's, hope, let's hope Wade's back soon. So that will kick us to Drew, who has him ranked identically to Wade at number nine overall and three on his centers list
2: um well shaq just kept getting bigger bigger and bigger we're just gonna go ahead <laughs> <laughs> by the end of his career he was bigger in 325 that's all i'm gonna say that's my only comment on shaq's weight <laughs> probably for now but shaq there for a time period there in the early 2000s he did whatever he wanted in the paint to whoever he wanted in the paint i mean i'm sure we'll get into it in more detail later but he was taking defense player year DK Matumbo in the finals and dropping 36 tonight. I mean, when Shaq wanted to, he could do whatever he wanted, but that was part of Shaq's problem. Sometimes he didn't want to. I talk about Shaq not showing up to play basketball for him whenever they got out in the playoffs or went to a title and he doesn't come back till September. He hasn't touched basketball since. <laughs> I mean, it's just Shaq's
0: mindset wasn't always. He liked to have fun. Let's just put it that way. Alright, well, that will lead to myself, who has Shaq 10 overall and 4, one spot behind the other guys on the center list. And uh, I'll try and keep my opening statement pretty short and sweet. Um, Shaq is one of those guys that's uh, very hard for me to judge. Shaq. His highs were very high and his lows were very low. Um, And some things I hate about athletes, Shaq is like a shining star for some of those things. I'll give you an example of some of these things. Shaq won four titles. He was also swept six times in the playoffs. Um, Shaq was a dominant force who won two scoring titles. But uh, he also routinely showed up out of shape. Struggled to get along with his teammates. uh, Couldn't shoot free throws. And a lot of times was just not engaged. Um, Even the argument of, well, Shaq made his free throws when they counted. (laughs) Um, Well, Shaq got better when it counted. But but the fact that we're pointing to him shooting 60% when it counted and saying, look, he made it when they counted, is just showing us how awful he was normally. Shaq's career free throw percentage is lower than his field goal percentage. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, but, you know, he's fourth all-time in field goal percentage. Um, he's fifth all-time in finals points per game. He has these wonderful, wonderful highs... And then he'll show up out of fat and out of shape and miss a bunch of games because then trying to get play into shape he gets hurt and doesn't really seem to care. And I don't even care that he was trying to rap and trying to act in the offseason. Those things don't bother me. Michael Jordan made a Space Jam in the offseason one year. The difference is he just came back and won a title instead of and wasn't, you know, 100 pounds overweight. Um, But... Speaking of highs, this is to close up my uh, opening statement. Here are Shaq's finals numbers. Oh, boy. In 1995, before he truly became Shaq, when he was with the Orlando Magic, which most people don't really uh, think of when they think of Shaq as Orlando Magic days, but I think that was the best version of Shaq, personally. Um, Yeah,
1: I like that version. Much more more athletic. Athletic. Yeah.
0: But against Akeem Olajuwon, one of the greatest defensive players ever, he averaged 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. Then, in the 2000 Finals, probably Shaq's greatest season ever, he averaged 38 points, 17 rebounds, and 2 assists. In 2001, he averaged 33 points, 15 rebounds, and 4 assists. And in 2002, he averaged 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 assists. He did always step up his game when it mattered most, and his playoff numbers are inferior or superior, excuse me, to his regular season numbers. Shaq showed up when it mattered. I just wish he would have showed up more when it didn't matter as much. Now that will lead us to Ray, who has him ranked the lowest of anybody at fifteen overall and five on his centers list. Ray?
3: Okay. So uh I kind of broke it down, it's kind of like the three phases of Shaq, Magic, Lakers, and the Heat. So for the four years he was on the Magic, it was 27, 12, and 2. For the eight years he was on the Lakers, it was 26, 12, and 2.5. So first 12 years pretty consistent. Then we get to the Heat, four years in the Heat, 18, 6, 8, and 2. Still pretty consistent, not bad. Um. Let's see, notable rosters on each team, uh, Nick Anderson, um, Horace Grant, Penny, and Dennis Scott for the Magic, which uh, I talked about last episode uh, and then the Carl Malone episode that I thought the Magic probably had the best talented team within like the five years that he was down there, four years. And, uh, then we get to the Lakers squad, notable roster, Kobe, Rick Fox, Fisher, Ron Harper, uh, Robert Ori. And then we have the Heat roster, which is god just god-awful besides Dwayne Wade. Don't hear about Wade. It's Gary Payton. Oh, God. I don't so,
0: know they, I don't, hold on. Can I, can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. I don't know if they were god-awful. First of all, they, were, they won the finals. Well, I, but I mean, they, they had Lonzo Mourning and Antoine Walker and... What, James Posey and Jay Williams and old Gary Payton? That wasn't. That was not well, I mean, <laughs> old Gary Payton. I love it how we always bring Compared
2: it Compared
3: to the other two rosters, like you have Udonis Haslam, Michael Doliak, uh, Shandon, uh, Derek Anderson, hey. and then you got a nice prime Wade and a bunch of old guys. So all I was trying to get at is trying to set in motion the rosters The teams, it consists of Shaq between the three teams. So laying the groundwork there. And then I'm just going to go through the centers that he had to go through between the three teams. Uh, The finals run with the Magic. He had to go through the Elijah one team, and he swept him. But like we just went over, Elijah Wan and Shaq pretty much went toe-to-toe with each other in the finals. Um so he didn't get any titles in the Magic years. So we go to the Lakers: three straight titles, three straight, uh, straight MVPs in the finals, one MVP in a regular season, and the competition isn't as great as it once was. We have a broke-down Rick Smiths, a past his prime Mutombo, and then we get to the what was it? New Jersey Nets. Todd McCullough, (laughs) Jason Collins, and I also put a nice little note here. uh, They weren't centers, more like sparring partners to Shaq. So, I mean, the competition kind of went down between the mid-90s and the late-90s. And then we have old, out-of-shape Shaquille O'Neal somehow got that title. I don't know how they pulled that one off. Uh, the centers had to go through so, for those years was Eric Dampier, uh, Desagna Diop, and DJ Babinga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. And that was the Mavericks roster. Uh, and that was the Mavericks roster wasn't that great either. It just like nice, decent role players plus Dirk Nowitzki. So, with that said, I'm just point out that. Later Shaq went on, the competition wasn't as sprite as it once was. Um, Then we've already went over the finals uh, numbers, which I got here. Um, Let's see. So I guess what I'm asking is uh, was the competition to the titles does that kind of outweigh his talent? Or is talent just so good that the competition he just steamrolled? I mean, is there like a balance between the two or is it just I mean, you kind of know what I'm asking.
0: Well, let me go let me say some stuff I guess um, uh, I never really thought of Shaq not playing good competition. Um, I mean in some of those finals this the the opposing centers weren't very good um, that's true. But, I mean, there were other Hall of Famers on the other teams.
3: I mean, Um, yeah, we got, like, Iverson and Reggie. Reggie. Jason Kidd,
0: you know, guys like that um, are on those other teams. Um, The East was weaker at uh, certain points. You know, I don't think that Iverson team or those Kidd teams would have made it in other times in the Eastern Conference. Um, But I think Shaq's biggest competition during that time came out of his own conference when they were going, trying to go through the Kings and the Trailblazers. Yeah. And the big one here is the Spurs. Right. Because, you know, we have the Lakers three-peat, but that Lakers three-peat is sandwiched by two Spurs titles.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, the Spurs won it in 99 and what? 03. yeah. So, um, and then again in 05. So, mm-hmm. they... Uh, I don't think competition was bad. I think, you know, he played against a lot of Hall of Famers. You know, there's, what, four Hall of Famers on those Spurs teams. Um, And uh, I think,
3: no, I don't worry about the competition. I guess that's where I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, I just, I I mean, I know Shaq's great. Like, the stats, the way he bullied people down low, we've all watched Shaq but sometimes i have that strange feeling in the back of my head like maybe he snuck in right at the right time came in right at the right time snuck right past jordan and he had a nice little you know vacation of three straight wins you know but i mean he got the mvps he got the mvp in the regular season he got the titles but sometimes in the back of my head it's just like Maybe if Jordan was there, maybe it's a little more dynamic or, you know, if he was going against another Hall of Fame center in the finals to kind of clutch it down, you know, mano-a-mano type of thing. But we just, he didn't have that. I mean, he maybe he went through the competition to get there, but to win the title, he just... He didn't have it against himself.
0: So are we saying like if he'd have came in the league like six years earlier and played the played like the same career timeline as Olajuwon and Robinson and Ewing and Mike, that, you know, it would have been, are you saying like it'd been interesting to see how it played yeah. out like that? Instead yeah, of,
3: instead of like the the timeline that he, he got to get to the titles, like maybe if he went a different timeline, maybe it would uh you no, know, maybe he would have got past Jordan or, you know, maybe stuck in uh, Orlando a little longer, maybe they, you know, would have progressed down there and lit, instead of the the Kobe Shack thing, maybe the magic could have been, you know, win a couple instead of the Lakers type of thing because I mean there was a good competition in the West, but if he would have came just a little earlier, I mean you would have had Jordan kept with Ewing a little bit. You know, Matumbo was in his prime. You know, all these kind of things. So, it kind of got me thinking. Like just, like I said, that little thing in the back of my head. Maybe he just kind of snuck right in there. So,
0: well, I'll say this though. He also, he also made a finals in that era. I mean, he lost. Right. I mean, yeah. He, he did get to a finals, and you know, I will say, you're not gonna find somebody that's gonna argue more passionately that Shaq should have stayed longer and played with Penny. Yeah. Um, especially since it's not like he left Penny to go straight to Kobe. Kobe didn't show up for, like, four more years. Like, he played there with, like, Nick the Quick and Eddie Jones for, yeah, you know, like, three or four years there and was a first-round exit a lot. You know, if he had stayed and played with Penny, they they might have won a championship or at least been, a, you know, a heavy contender for those seasons. And then, you know, if he would left and gone and played with Kobe, you know, maybe he'd have five or six championships instead of... And, you know, I'd be sitting here talking about my all-time favorite player and Penny Hardaway having a championship or two, you know. But some of that's just plain bias. I mean, because, you know, I love the Magic. I love Penny, you know. And I was pissed off when Shaq left because Penny had just taken a step to, like, be that next-level guy. They had just beat Mike. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, it was these guys were, they lo- They looked like, well, kind? you know, it kind of reminded me of that Thunder team. That made the finals, and you're like, they lost, but they weren't supposed to win, and now they're gonna be in the finals or right there every year for the next foreseeable future. And then Shaq's like, you know what? I really want to make some movies. I'm gonna move to LA, and you're like, what? Yeah, you
2: know, wasn't there did someone pay someone that was not well? We don't well, maybe it was back then, but now we don't know. I like obviously because
0: I don't know who it is, and Shaq got mad about it because because. Uh, Penny got his big uh, uh-huh. deal to do little penny stuff. No, not that I'm talking about like actual contract, like his actual
2: contract. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a somebody else got a big someone.
1: contract, and Shaq wanted bigger because he
2: was like, I'm better than him, I deserve more money. I, don't, uh, I can't remember who it was.
0: I don't know, it probably talks about it. What, what do they call that? They did a 30 for 30 on Shaq right, and
1: Penny, yeah, you know, like and that and may have been where we saw thing. that, but I remember what you're talking about, Drew. Because the GM of the Magic had made him an offer, and then right after he made Shaq the offer, this big contract came out for somebody else, and Shaq's offer wasn't as high. But in the GM's defense, when he made the offer, that other contract wasn't out there yet, yeah. and Shaq kind of used that to say, Oh, you're disrespecting me, and yeah. Um,
0: well, let's just be honest, though. Regardless of whether he was great or not, which I think he was, he was a prima donna and a shit-stirrer. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just was. <laughs> I mean, no, no matter what side you take on the Kobe-Shaq stuff, Shaq has faults in that. and Sure. He's, even once they... Uh, things were, like, out on the table, the public knew what was going on, they weren't getting along and everything, you thought, like, oh, maybe these, you know, maybe since it's public now, they'll calm down or whatever. Shaq would just go out in the media and stir the shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just who he was. Like, he did it with Pat Riley in Miami.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? He got into it with Penny in Orlando. I mean, he, out of his own mouth, says it was blatant jealousy that drove him a wedge between him and Penny because he was jealous of penny making all those commercials with little penny
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know he couldn't handle not being the most popular guy on his team um, even though the offense completely ran through Shaq in Orlando right i mean people people see if you look at penny highlights there are so many shaq dunks in penny highlights cuz so many highlights are him making fantastic passes into into yeah. shaq um, not only that but penny became like a dominant scorer after Shaq, out of necessity,
1: right? Because Shaq was
0: gone. Yeah, and he was the you know he was he had he was the best player by far now, but it was before that. Penny was a facilitator first, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, yeah, he scored, you know, but the offense ran through Shaq, and you know, not. I'm not saying it shouldn't have. It should have. Shaq was so dominant, but he couldn't handle it. Then he goes to L.A., um, you know, flounders for a few years, then. Kobe gets there and becomes Kobe, and they win those titles, but then he can't get along with Kobe.
1: Right. Shaq wanted a little brother, and Kobe was nobody's little brother. (laughs) No, and
0: they were just, they were very completely different. Yes. But, I mean, to Shaq's defense, it seemed like the thing that completely sabotaged their uh, relationship, or at least brought it public, was when. Kobe had his rape case. Right, he threw Shaq under the bus and said, "Well, this has happened to Shaq twice, but he pays people off and doesn't let it get in the media." Yeah, you know, which was a total low blow from Kobe. Right, I mean, I'm not trying to speak ill of Kobe, but like, why? Why would you do that?
1: Yeah, there's no (laughs) reason to to drag anybody else into that. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, so I mean, at that point, you're probably like, "Well, we're probably lucky Shaq didn't kill Kobe." Yeah, because let's be honest, if they actually really got into a fight, that's what would happen. Right, like, as big as Shaq was. <laughs> yeah, like they there's, yeah. there's just—he just lay on. Kobe. He would literally <laughs> just lay on Kobe. He doesn't have to do anything, and and he's just like he uh, got. He they, their relationship couldn't get along. He ends up getting shipped there, but then he gets he gets into a Pat Riley, getting along with Pat Riley, and gets shipped, and then. To be honest with you, I don't even remember why he got shipped out of Phoenix. I don't remember if it was a problem with him or they just traded him or, or what the case was. Yeah, I don't
1: I mean, then it was just Phoenix and then Cleveland and Boston to kinda
0: Yeah, to kinda Yeah end it out <laughs> there. Yeah. But uh Shaq Shaq struggled to get along with people. I mean there's no no secret, I guess, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but th- I mean that's that's another what if. What if him and Kobe could have made it work? Like, do they win five or six together?
1: Well, I, I remember watching the finals that they lost to, the to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point Shaq was checked out. I think Shaq knew at that point that he couldn't get out of L.A. if they won. Dr Buss was keeping them together as long as they won. And I think Shaq was checked out. I mean, I I I mean, I don't think he purposely lost. I mean, I would never say that about him because I don't think he ever would do that. But he just was not the same guy in that series that we had seen in other series.
0: The way I looked at it that year was because Shaq was I mean, in that finals he was like 26 and 10 on 63%. So he was super super efficient. The way I looked at that series though was Shaq was like, "Oh, Kobe, you want to be the man? go be the man, see how it works for you
1: <laughs> well he he didn't play defense, yeah, his defense was terrible in that series they They pick and rolled him to death, and he wouldn't he wouldn't cover it,
0: yeah, I mean, well, Shaq went through periods of time in over his career where he didn't play defense, yeah. Or didn't play help defense, at least, you know. Um, And then he would turn it on and be really, really good defensively for Right, he could when he wanted to. Yeah, again, it it boils back down to laziness and effort.
1: And I think that was part of the problem that he and Kobe had. Mm -hmm. Because Kobe could see how much talent he had, and he could also see when he wasn't using it. And Kobe was never very diplomatic about that. Yeah. Say so when you you get to their relationship. There's plenty of blame to go around for both of them. Yeah. They both handled that very poorly, and I've always thought how many titles could they have won if they could have learned to get along.
0: A hundred percent. Because here's the thing. Uh, we can look at all sorts of teams that play today or played in the past. Not all stars that play together are friends.
1: Right. Like
0: no. Bird and McHale don't get along. Yeah. But they kept it professional as far as basketball players. Yeah. And, you know, you're good, I'm good. Well, we'll you know, we're going to win basketball Let's games. Let's win. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that's really the – I mean, not that they didn't get along, but Magic and Kareem weren't friends. Right. You know, uh, Jordan and Pippen. Yeah. They're not friends, you know. You know, I mean, it's just – how often do you ever see uh, the Golden State guys – off the basketball court together. Right. I mean I'm not I don't live in San Francisco but I don't ever see them like hanging out or, you know, videos of them at the club or uh any you know, anything. It's just when they're on the basketball court they you know and they say nice things about each other in interviews, but I don't see them like oh yeah, he was over at the house the other night, you know, like it's just Right to work related. I mean I have plenty yes. of guys I work with and they're fine and I like them at work, but, you know, we don't you know, go hang out after work all the time. Uh, you just gotta I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. They couldn't they couldn't do it. So Right, yeah. <laughs> so Um But while we're on the what if thing, I have a what if. We talk about like clash of Titans, you know, sometimes on this episode on these episodes, you know, like uh you know, Magic and Larry or Wilt and Russell or Know, whatever the case may be in two thousand, okay Shaq's best season of his career um, the defending champs are the Spurs, and uh that's still when Robinson was good, and Duncan is like fantastic, mm-hmm. and right before the playoffs, Duncan gets hurt, yeah. Yeah. What if those two teams would have... I mean, they did meet, but I mean, Duncan wasn't... Th- well, no, I'll take that back. Duncan, no, the Duncan-less Spurs get beat by Phoenix in the first round, and Phoenix goes on to get whooped by the Lakers in the second round. So I guess what I'm saying is, is what if those two teams would have met in the playoffs in 2000? What kind of series would we would have gotten for our eyeballs that during that,
2: the Spurs always talk about it too. Because the next year, I remember when they were talking crap with the Lakers. Like the only reason why he won is because Duncan got hurt. Because I remember them they always talk about it, they're like Because I think the next year when no, they sweep everybody besides AI that one game. That that next year.
0: Was it was 2000? Was Indiana right, Ray? Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, 2001 would have been the Sixers. AI, yeah. Yeah. Because the Lakers make a point of beating them <laughs> badly.
2: With Duncan. But then, it's another it's another age year on Robinson, so it has its effects either way. But, if you have them playing each other, I think, I don't know, can Kobe and Shaq finally grow up again and beat them, or are they just going to be second fiddle to the Spurs, like they were to Carl Malone and John Socket for a couple of years? Um, that, that was their biggest problem those, those first couple of years with Shaq, and... They could never beat Carmelo and John Stockton. They lost every year.
0: Well, I mean, that, that's the thing is, sometimes it takes teams, no matter who they are, not just Shaq and Kobe, but anybody. You got to win that first one and get over the hump, and then it seems to be easier for them for some reason. Right,
1: you know you can do it
0: at that point. And in 2000, they hadn't won one yet, so it would have been the, it was their first championship year, and the Spurs coming off one. I just think it would have been fantastic series, no matter who won. I think it would have been just. A seven-game series and a bloodbath, you know. Robinson and Duncan having to take turns trying to guard Shaq, you know, and just I think people underrate also just how fantastic some of Duncan's seasons were at that time too. Duncan was phenomenal at that point. And one more what if for Shaq, okay? And, you know, this pains me to say, but it is a great what if to think about. The year Penny was drafted, Orlando didn't draft Penny.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Orlando drafted Chris Webber and then traded him for Penny. Um, what if they would have kept Chris Webber and Webber and Shaq would have played together for three years?
3: Horrible. Horrible idea. Glad they traded for Penny. Why is it a horrible idea? Because the egos are too big on both guys. Yeah. No, they, they do have ego I issues. Said, I think that. the ego
0: issue would have got. But this is, this is early 90s. Like... Big men ruled the world. Outside of Jordan, I guess. But, I mean, like, two dominant bigs, one of which that had a very nice 15 to 18-foot jump shot, so it's not like both of them are standing on the block all the time. Like, And both, both of them, but especially Weber, were very good passers. Um, I don't know that they wouldn't have been a real, real force to be reckoned with. And the thing, one of the big things we talked about in the Weber episode was Weber shouldn't have been a number one. Right. And he wouldn't have been with Shaq. No. Would he'd been okay
2: but with that? But could he yeah. Would uh, he have been able that to accept that the, the fact been the that problem. he wasn't.
0: That's also true. That's true. So I guess nobody's as big on it as me. Ray
2: says no, <laughs> no way. No, you two don't seem that big. I mean, on it. I think if they get the ego aside then, yes. But I mean
1: if you we don't get, get, get in the water to go in the paint with them. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you got Chris Weber that played defense when he felt like it but then, once you have the two put together, then you just got two guys who can pan, uh, pass and rebound, all clogged in the paint, fighting over paint points. So, I mean, I don't know if that really would have worked out. Well,
0: I mean, we're just we're just a handful of years removed from um, Parish, McHale, Bird, three big men playing on the same team. I mean, that was just what, you know, Bird would have been retired for like a year.
3: Yeah, but um, that team knew their roles.
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying Weber's Larry Bird. That's not what I'm trying to say. No, but I know. <laughs> that. I mean, um I'm just saying like I don't think it's out of the wrong possibility for two big men to play together in that in that era.
3: I mean, no. I mean we've seen it with Duncan and Yeah, Duncan Robinson. and Robinson. That's a
0: great right, point. Yeah. yeah.
3: But it's just it's they're two there you got Weber who's a two, arguing about being a one, you got Shaq who's a one, who's gonna argue Weber. Ne- the things wouldn't have messed. I mean, take the ego side; maybe it would have worked out, but I mean, who's going to be number one and who's going to b- be the number two? And because they're both going to argue about being number one.
2: The thing that helped Duncan Robinson was Robinson was so far into his career, he was already starting to take a step back a little bit, so it was okay for him just to just let Duncan
3: take
1: well, that step. Uh, well, both,
3: both of those guys were modest, down earth dudes. That, yeah, too. That's so that's so you never hear anything
1: true. from <laughs> And... You know, Weber knew how to play with another big man because when he was at Michigan, he played with Jawan Howard. That's true. I mean, Howard played the center, and he played the power forward. So he was used to that kind of role, but he was used to still being the star. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see how he how the two of them handled it.
0: Speaking of which, guys, let's talk about something real quick. Um <laughs> I assume everybody by now seen <laughs> Jawan Howard smack a coach. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I guess my question to you guys: first off, has anybody ever seen anything like that before? Because I don't remember anything like that.
2: No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like a Jawan thing either. He's normally.
1: Well, and, and it wasn't even the coach he was arguing with. It, was one of the assistants. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the head coach. It was an assistant. It was over in <laughs> I'm like, oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, my other thing is though too, and maybe I'm wrong. So, although I'm gonna ask this question, if he's an NBA coach, does it go over better?
3: Mm. No, I don't think so. I think it does. Yeah, it does. I, th- I think it would go not, over better.
2: He's not doing it in students. Right, and, exactly. Because right. he
0: caused a brawl with a bunch of college students. Yeah. That, that
2: the NBA players don't care. They, they, they no, try
0: well, not just that. I, I don't even say that NBA players don't care. I just mean we're going to look at it differently because everybody in this situation is grown men. Right. That we don't look at as kids. Like, yeah. yeah some, and, of
2: those, some of those kids are 18. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, as soon as he smacks that coach like four or five players just started throwing haymakers. Like it's just – it was almost like he just released the dogs. Yeah. Like it was like, like – coach
1: did it, so can we. Yeah, <laughs> there's that attitude too. Yeah.
2: Coach is hitting people. We can too. Now, I'm not oh, say- we got I'm, your back, coach. I'm not
0: saying he wouldn't have been suspended or fined or whatever if he had been an NBA coach. He 100% would have. I mean, when players throw hands in the NBA, they get suspended and fined. So I'm not, I'm not saying he wouldn't have done that. I just think society may have looked at us differently – if he was an NBA coach.
1: Yeah. I think I think they do look at professional coaches different than college coaches.
0: But at the same time I also think this is a weird situation because Juwan Howard is 6'10", six ten two sixty. You know, he's not, you know, my height. He's not, you know, this five ten white guy that's, you know, coaching basketball. You know, like, if Coach K would have smacked somebody, we'd all be like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, did that even hurt? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, it's, it's just it's just weird. I'm not saying Coach K is better than Juwan. I'm just saying, like, it's like Juwan's huge. Yes. Like, we'd be scared players would crush Coach K if he tried to smack somebody.
2: Yeah. Right. Or Ron Howard
0: was the biggest dude
2: in the scrum. Yeah. Or Roy Williams for North Carolina. If he would have hit somebody, I mean... He's already got health problems as it is. He doesn't need to be getting scuffles with.
0: Well, he he's retired now, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but he's... Yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I, I don't know. It was a weird situation. I, it, we
1: it was a very weird situation. Oh. And and what they were arguing about was... Dumb. I mean, a timeout.
0: <laughs> Which I I get where Jerron was like, dude, what are you doing? Right, I understand that point. But I'm not going to fight you over it.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, I, I, that's my thinking, too, is... I'm like, I understand it wasn't really the right thing for the the other coach to do. I mean, he made the excuse that he didn't want to put his guys in that situation. They might turn the ball over. At that point of the game, so what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who cares if you have one turnover? Um, Just let it go. And the situation just kept getting
0: worse. Like, Juwan's like yelling down the court. One of the assistant coaches gives Juwan the suck it sign. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, is that uh, what it was? Yeah, he
0: did. Oh, my gosh. Um Then, like, Juwan tries to refuse to shake hands with the other coach. The coach grabs Juwan's arm, which Juwan made this huge deal about, it, like, he put his hands on me. Well, first off, dude, if the little 5'10 guy made you feel threatened, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, like, But second off, like, you made it sound like like when somebody says, like, they put their hands on me, like, I go to, like, there was violence.
1: Right, they grabbed me by my, you know. And yeah, like they were trying tra- to
0: manhandle you. Exactly. Not. You refused to shake his hand. He grabbed your arm and was like, "Dude, what? Are you, like, why didn't you shake my hand?" Or whatever was said, you know. And, and you know, like Juwan like gets in his face and is like, "Don't fucking touch me! Don't fucking touch me!" He says it like four times. Um, okay, but then players rush in and pull you both apart. At that point, it's over. Right. Should be. It's over. And Juwan charges back in and hits somebody. Yeah. Dude, you fucked up. Right. But as most grown adults, you know, uh, think, like, uh, I walked away from the situation. It's over now. I have time to think, uh, you know, I need to squash this. I need to apologize. I need to realize I did something wrong. I think that's where I was at with it. Because, I mean, it was immediately everywhere oh yeah it was on espn it was on fox it was on twitter it was on everything like it was just everywhere you couldn't you couldn't not see it and then they put him on the podium which i couldn't believe first of all they put him on the podium (laughs) and he doubles down and i was like oh my god he's an idiot like he just doubled down on it was the right thing to do to hit somebody and, yeah. and on national TV <laughs> in a college basketball game because he escalated the situation by putting his hands on me. Okay, I don't think that what the guy did was right. I'm not saying he should have grabbed your arm. But, like, was he trying to do some sort of kung fu pressure uh, point thing onto <laughs> right. your arm that was going to cripple you <laughs> or some shit? Because, you know, the dude's like... Uh, you know, a foot shorter than you, like, it looks like he's, like, you know, 10 years older than you, uh, and, like, grabs your arm and is like, dude, why are you so pissed off? Why aren't you shaking my hand? Like, why are you being a bad sport? And then, you know, Jawan thinks the next thing to do is to hit him. (laughs)
1: Like, or hit his assistant or whoever he hit. Right, yeah, I, I never did understand how it got from those two yelling at each other to him hitting the assistant. Now, it may have been the same assistant that gave him the suck thing. Well, it (laughs) might have been. I don't know. That that very well
0: could be. I don't know. It was a mess situation. It was just a bad look for all of them. Indeed.
3: Indeed. Now, Now, let me ask this one. Why is it, like, after the whole fight thing and everything else, why is it the immediate action that everybody's like, Oh, let's get rid of the handshake line. Like that was yeah, the problem. Yeah, that that was the problem. the game. Why is that the problem? I, ain't got, I don't we, we, the should, we should perkins <laughs> on ESPN
2: said. We should
0: get rid of sportsmanship because they call, because somebody got in a fight. No, <laughs> the, the handshake line didn't cause a fight. People be acting like children. Right, in right. the exactly. Line caused a fight. Caused a fight. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some special guy that's never been in a fight. I've been a multiple I've been in quite a few fights in my life. It happens. But As an adult, you can look back on those things and be like, oh, I made a bad decision. You know, I got myself in a situation I shouldn't have. I ran my mouth when I shouldn't have. I overreacted to something like a timeout. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't want this to turn into a Jawan Howard bashing thing. I think
1: Jawan Howard's been
0: good for Michigan. Oh, Oh, I do too. I've always liked him when he was a player. And I can't. Like Drew said
1: earlier, it's not what I expected from Jawan Howard.
3: Because I've watched him probably since Fab Five, and that was not Jawan Howard. Now, is Jawan Howard, is he like one of the only ones who didn't take the money, or did he take the money with everybody else?
1: They all took it.
3: <laughs> they all yeah, took
1: it. I think they all, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's, what, that's why everybody was so pissed at Chris Weber for a while, because not only did he take the most money, but then he squealed. Yeah. That's why him and Jalen don't speak to this day, is because he squealed. It wasn't that he took money, because Jalen took money, too. Um, And Jalen admitted to taking money. Jalen took heat. But Jalen wouldn't tell them who. And then Weber rolled over and was like, oh, it was, I don't even remember the guy's name. It was so-and-so. And and that's when relationships fell apart. By the way, one of the greatest memes i ever seen, though, came out of this Juwan Howard situation. Because it was, it showed Juwan Howard hitting the guy. And it said, if Dewan Howard was going to hit a guy over a timeout, shouldn't it have been Chris Webber? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, yeah. No, that good. is good. <laughs> good.
3: Hey, Chris. Yeah.
0: I like that. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Shaq. Did yeah. Shaq
2: ever get any fights? Uh, well,
0: well, thank well, Greg Ostertag. Him. Oh, he, of, of bitch, <laughs> He bitch-slacked Greg Ostertag in the tunnel. Yeah. He tried to kill Brad Miller and missed. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, he tried to fight Charles Barkley and didn't get the better of that situation. Um, uh, he he punched somebody. No, so he did connect and punch somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was.
1: Yeah, I don't remember now. I mean, just I mean, Ostertag is a big man, and I mean, Shaq slapped him to the ground. <laughs> I mean, he mm, he was a strong man. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you're one, at least 325, you're.
0: <laughs> well, wasn't it Wade the other day that said that um, there were years where he showed up to camp at, like, 390 or something? Yeah. Wasn't it Wade that Ridiculous way. Yeah. yeah,
1: way up there. Well, then Wade also told the stories about when he was in Miami, I think it was, he was messing with the scales. Oh, to yeah. To stay out of Pat Riley's doghouse. Yeah. Not just the scales, but, like, they had to ride
0: so many minutes straight on the exercise bikes at, like, a certain level on the bike. And he was going and turning the bikes down and, like, all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, think if he had stayed in shape like he was at, in Orlando.
3: Yeah, man. Never how good he would have been.
1: been. Because, you know, truthfully, I mean, as big as Shaq was, some of the best part of Shaq's game was he had great hands. Mm-hmm. He could catch whatever pass you threw him. He was catching it. And he really had pretty good footwork. Um, He was not clumsy in there. And if he had stayed in shape, uh, no telling what he would have done.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no joke.
0: Well, let's just put it this way, guys. Um, The NBA changed the defensive rules because of Shaq. Yeah. They instituted that you're able to play a zone. Because of Shaq. After the 2000 season. (laughs) Right. Before the 2001 season started, they implemented that you were able to play a zone because nobody in the league could handle him and there were multiple franchises, one of which being the Suns and Colangelo, were throwing a fit because they're like, what what are we supposed to do with this guy? We can't handle him. By the way, speaking of uh, Shaq's dominance, I saw a quote by uh, Danny Crawford, the ex-referee and said that uh, Shaq was impossible to referee because on every single possession on offense, Shaq fouled the defensive player multiple times, <laughs> and they fouled him just as many times back. Right. He's like, so a lot of referees just decided Shaq's going to catch the ball, and we're going to swallow our whistles, and they're just going to beat the shit out of each other down there. <laughs>
3: Okay, that's my Go kind ahead. of ref. Let, yeah.
0: Let, I mean, let's let's be one hundred percent real. Name another player in NBA history that could just take their shoulder and slam it as hard as they could into the person in front of them and not get called for a foul.
3: Dwight Howard.
0: But Dwight didn't. Uh, Dwight that wasn't Dwight's offense. Dwight didn't get th- get th- catch hmm. the ball on the block and just bowl people over. And that's not who he was. Yeah,
1: that was definitely who Shaq was. Though. Shaq
0: did it. Shaq did it twenty times a night. Yep. I mean, dude. Dikembe Mutombo, the year they met Philly in the finals, was the defensive player of the year. (laughs) He's one of the greatest defensive big men of all time. And what I say his numbers were, uh, 33, 15, and 4. Yeah, Yeah.
3: he got beat down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Shaq was a force.
3: But uh, Mutombo had like 16 points that series, which I was really surprised about.
0: What was that? four points a game or
3: no it was an average for the series
0: oh he averaged oh yeah yeah 16 he said he had had 16 points no no,
3: (laughs) damn that would have sucked for him but no it was it was 16 (laughs) average for the series
2: i've really been trying to find this video of Shaq slapping greg oyster
0: no it's not on video it was in the tunnel right it was a bunch of players were just talking about it afterwards that's how we all knew about it
2: Uh, i was really looking for i I finding him almost killing miller I said, yeah. he misses, and I'm like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's look here. I got the 2001 finals pulled up. Philadelphia 76ers. Dikembe Matumbo averages 16 points and 12 rebounds. Yes, he did. That's a good series for Dikembe.
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, probably his best...
0: I mean, Iverson averaged thirty-five.
3: Yeah. And nobody
0: else. Nobody else averaged more than six.
3: And and what was the series like? Four-two or something? Four-one. Four four one.
2: One. The Sixers
0: won the first game, actually. Yeah. That was the. Uh, wasn't that the Iverson step game? Where he steps over time. Yeah. Up, By the way, you want to do another what if here, guys? I know I have a lot of these for this episode, but I think it's entertaining. There's a lot with Shaq. What if Robert Ory doesn't throw a temper tantrum again, another temper tantrum thing, doesn't throw a temper tantrum and throw a towel in the face of his head coach in Phoenix and get shipped to the Lakers? Yeah, to play with Shaq and Kobe,
2: right? Oh yeah, because Big Shot Bob was Big Shot Bob. He Who was excellent it? for the Lakers. Who's that guy for the Kings? Crap, I said it was just luck. He can't do that again if he wanted to. I don't know. It was the big guy that was Divock? Yes. I can't oh remember. yeah, Vlade. He that's because Ori has that one game winner against him. He said that was pure luck. He Robert couldn't do that again if he ever tried. I'm like,
0: that's that's really his job. Well, I don't say I don't say the shots luck. We've seen him take so many big shots, but the play was luck. The ball just bounced to him.
2: That yeah, that you part know, was that, luck. That
0: part is luck, like because somebody else shot the ball. Was it Fisher? Shoots shoots the original and just bounces off and the rim it and all just right bounced. to Ori. Yeah, and he shoots it again, and you're like, what?
3: Hey, is Robert is Robert Ori in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Thank uh, God. Thank he has like God. seven championships, so yeah, if he, but... I wouldn't
0: say I don't know that. I don't know that he is, but I wouldn't be, like, stunned if he was.
3: Right. And yeah, no, I don't think he, I don't think so.
0: Let's see. Robert, no, he's not a Hall of Famer.
3: Good, good. He don't need to be there.
0: With career averages of seven points and four rebounds. <laughs> seven championships. <laughs> he only shot 42% from the field. I mean,
2: to be honest, I think Robert Orr is fine with his seven championships and not in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, okay, so you know, like they have like the the age old question: like, would you rather be Robert Ory or Charles Barkley?
3: I think I'd actually be. Told, I think I'd rather be Charles Barkley. I think I'd get a little more respect, you know, out of my career than Robert Ory's seven, you know, bench titles.
0: No, I'm being honest and honest with you, I agree <coughs> with you. Like, I would be Charles Barkley. Yeah, because you know, I'm one of the best players in the world year in and year out. I didn't. I don't have a title, yes, but how much can Robert Ory really hang his hat on winning these championships? I'm not saying he was nothing or didn't contribute.
2: Especially the first two in Houston with Elijah on.
3: Yeah, yeah. he at least or started the, for la, that or team. Or team,
0: even right. the last couple was the Spurs. Right. right. He a deep yeah. bench player. I think <clears> one <throat> of
2: the Laker ones he might have started.
0: I think he was started for one of them. Yeah, I think the last one he finally started. Because Horace Grant starts in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um... But I don't know. Is that the first one or the second one? No, I think Horace retires after that one, I think.
1: I I, remember, I think it's the second one. I don't know. Horace is in
2: there for one of them. It's definitely not the last one.
1: I mean, by the end of Ori's career, they just pretty much kept him around for the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that's what he was that's there for. Big shot Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, Uh
0: But, yeah, anyway, um, let's get back to Shaq. Um, shall we do litigation? Sure. Sure. Then. All right. Ray.
3: Yeah.
0: I have two good ones here for you. All right. Why you got Doc ahead of Shaq?
3: Uh, a little bit more versatile, I guess. I think that's about it.
0: Versatile
3: how? I mean, early Shaq was pretty versatile. Then you got later Shaq, which became kind of a... kind of just down-in-the-paint kind of person. Just kind of hanging out.
0: Isn't Isn't that how basketball was played for like 60 years?
3: I mean, that's true, but... I mean, I guess Doc was a little bit more exciting. Shaq was... A little exciting from time to time, but.
0: Well, I'll give you, if you're talking about excitement, watching Shaq play wasn't like <laughs> jaw-dropping. It, 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 it could it be boring at times. Yeah. You know, you throw the ball into him, he goes bang, bang, dunk. Or
2: three people come and guard him, he gives it for an easy layup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that.
3: I mean, I don't know. I, they're just They're just two different type of players. They are. Uh, Shaq, stat wise, a little more dominant. Um, I don't know.
0: He's the best player on three championship teams. Yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs> I don't know. This is a <laughs> tough one, man. It's a tough one.
0: All right. Last one for you, Ray. Um, why is Dirk ahead of
3: Shaq? Uh, probably more consistent. I mean, Shaq stayed consistent, but, I mean, Dirk kind of, you know, dominated, like, a good, I mean, pretty much his whole career was same stat line. Shaq, you got a good stat line for, like, eight years, and then it's just kind of like Bosch-level stats, but, I mean... That one's kind of if, iffy one too. I mean, we're getting to the point where it's like snipping hairs here.
2: Yeah, it's nitty gritty stuff. Yeah.
3: All
0: I'm right, just, I'll leave you
2: alone.
3: Okay, Drew. Oh boy.
0: Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, which way I'm going here? Do you, you got your list real quick? I'm sorry. Well, who is it?
2: I can probably tell you.
0: It's uh, it's it's Dunk. I'm gonna ask you about Duncan. Whoever. Uh, but I remember which way is which. I'm trying to remember. Do I have Duncan ahead of Shaq or not? Uh, yeah, we need to look at it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. This is terrible. Oh, why do you have Shaq ahead of Duncan? That's why I was going to ask you.
2: Um, I'd probably go with... I don't know. I think i probably like Shaq's quick, dominant five to six. That period where he just like... Not just winning, but like he just dominated everything. I don't know. I think I probably that a little bit longer than Tim Duncan's longevity because that's definitely what he has, I think. I don't know. That I. I... Um, I don't know. It's... Uh, there's just so much... I don't even know, honestly. I just think Shaq just by a little bit. I think it's just more dominant of a player, I think, by what he does. Uh, like...
0: Well, I'll say this: We talked about boring. Duncan is the epitome of boring. That too,
2: he's just not. Yeah, those, there's
0: those, no, there's no flash. Those first no,
2: teams were not flashy. Like,
0: you no, they're not. Yep. No.
2: Tony but, Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan were not.
0: But I will say this: Duncan is hella consistent for yep. a long, long time. They was, get, they get the job. He has done. an argument to be maybe the greatest defensive player ever.
2: Oh, I've got when the Duncan episode comes up, it reminds me of my what if. Because I have one for his.
0: Um, you know, he has five championships, he has two MVPs. Um, he has the one of the most all defensive teams ever. He so. has like the second most all NBA teams ever. Um He's you know, multiple finals MVPs. He's uh he's a beast. For sure. Um, and then I got one more for you. All right. The other way, why do you have Jerry West ahead of Shaq?
2: Jerry West, um, I think with what Jerry West being able to shoot like he did back then, I mean, we do have to discredit him for not winning. He should have won more, but being able to win a finals MVP on the losing team during the Celtics era, I thought was pretty impressive. Um, and then just being on a shoot back then when we have all these set shots just throwing crap off the backboard for him, I think his shooting would definitely translate to all eras. and so I think that was pretty impressive and he was I mean it's also the logo for the NBA. I just think Jerry was a very well rounded player. I mean he doesn't have the titles and that team success, but I think as a player he's but he for back then I just think for what he did was like, skill-wise, not team success, was outstanding, I think.
0: Okay. By the way, you reminded me of this, Drew. We never asked if we thought Shaq could play in every era. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll just say this, and people can disagree with me if they want. I don't think going backwards is a problem at all. The only question is whether Shaq could play today. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Orlando Shaq could.
3: Yep. That's what I was But after saying. Orlando, I yeah. think
0: Fat Shaq's not doing this. Uh, let right. me ask you this, though. Um, first off, <laughs> Fat Jokic plays pretty well today.
3: Yeah, but he can shoot. And
1: he right, stuff. yeah, he, he's but a better shooter here, but than, here's, than probably here's, Shaq. But
0: here's my thing. There's not a single player, Embiid included, in this NBA that would stop stop Shaq from going for 40 or 50 every night. Yeah, that's true. At least I get the right
2: coach to let him do it. Throw the
0: ball. Here's other thing, too. And Shaq says this, and I think it's true. I think it's 100% true. Because they always say, well, how are you going to guard a center in three-point land? And he always says, I wouldn't. Because (laughs) after the first quarter, they wouldn't be able to shoot anymore because I would have killed their legs.
3: True. That's that's
0: true. i I like to see (laughs) Shaq put Rudy Gobert on poster after poster.
1: (laughs) He would, though. Oh, he would. He would break Rudy (laughs) Gobert, too. Rudy
0: can't guard Jokic and Embiid. Right, they torch him.
2: I mean, yeah, Shaq would play them, but then the rest of the time, who's he playing on? Yeah.
0: you think Clint Capella's guarding Shaq? <laughs> you think, <laughs> or
2: with uh, the Warriors go small ball, Draymond if, Green? You see Draymond stop. Try to yeah. stop him? Draymond's not <laughs>
0: stopping Shaq. <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly. Yeah, Shaq would pick him up with one hand, and just move him out of the way. <laughs> I mean, these
2: teams that are trying to play small ball, he's just gonna score every time, unless they just absolutely foul the crap out of him. For yeah. the whole game,
0: or the same problem a lot of guys, like the same problem Tumbo had with a lot of other guys. You might be as tall as me, but you're too light.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, like, okay, you're seven foot. Okay, cool, but you weigh two forty.
1: Yeah. I'm going to move you. I weigh three twenty plus. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm strong.
0: <laughs> I just think, okay, yeah, he he might give up some some threes to centers. But how many centers in the league are actually like knockdown shooters? Right. We're not talking about Dirk. Yeah. You know, We're talking about guys that shoot mid to low 30s. If
2: you're going to lose to Jokic and Embiid shooting threes, kudos to them.
0: But here's the other part. They're like, well, we would just put Shaq in the pick and roll, and he wouldn't be able to keep up with our guards. Lakers Shaq, or late Lakers Shaq, that's true. Mm. He wouldn't be able to keep up with guards if you switched. But there are plenty of centers in the league today that don't switch. Right. Jokic doesn't switch. For the most part, Embiid doesn't really switch. Mm-mm. Nikola Vucevic doesn't switch. Valen Swain doesn't switch. Gobert doesn't switch. Right, he's
2: defense player year,
0: every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so I think Shaq not only could play today, but offensively he would just be an absolute monster. And, More yeah. of a monster than he was then. I think
2: his assist numbers will go up today too because he just put four shooters around him. And it, when they collapse, you you, just, you
0: you would do for Shaq what they do for Giannis. Right. There's four shooters standing at the three-point line. You're going to go into the post. But instead of driving into the post, he's just going to be standing there and you're going to give him the ball. Right. And if someone doesn't
2: come running at him, he's going to dunk on you.
0: Yeah, he's either going to dunk on the guy one-on-one or you're going to leave a shooter to come get him. And he's going to throw to that shooter because Shaq is a good passer. Right. I think Shaq will be more dominant today than he was in his prime.
1: Yeah, I think Shaq can play any time.
3: Yeah, that makes yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of look at it the same way. Now we dropped Steph Curry in, and he kind of changed everything. Maybe if we drop Shaq back in, now you gotta might change it might back. Change it back because now you have to force yourself to put a center down. Yeah, there is everyone gonna, gonna have to get who, some big. Who are
0: the three best players in the NBA this year?
3: Uh, I'd say Giannis, and Embiid. Yep. yep. Uh, I'd say John Morant, maybe. Well,
0: oh, I was gonna say Jokic. Oh, that too. They're they're having three historic seasons. They're all three big men. Yeah. The big men are coming back. It just looks slightly different. Right. You don't throw the ball to the block anymore. You throw the ball to the elbow, and you uh, give them the ball in specific spots. But Giannis essentially does what Shaq did. Not saying, like, throw the ball on the block and go to work, but, I mean, he's just strong. He moves guys and gets dunks. He's taking the...
2: Two thousand twenty two approach to how what Shaq did. Well yeah, that's, right. that's just that's that true. That his era of basketball, he's just doing it differently. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean Embiid bullies guys when he gets good good matchups. Oh but yeah. Then he also has a nice jump shot. Yeah.
2: We yeah. were watching a little bit of the Sixers game before and he's got that nice little fate. I mean, yeah. They've yeah, all absolutely. adjusted to it. They're just the big guys that are gonna shoot and they're just gonna stand there and shoot two footers.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Hmm.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uncle Doug. Yep. Back to litigation. Why do you have Kobe ahead of Shaq?
1: Okay. I figured this might come <laughs> up. <laughs> um, I, th- I think I have them, Yeah, they're just one spot back ahead. Back, yep. Yeah. Um, Kobe's got one more title. Kobe's got, he scores more. Uh, Kobe's got more on defense than Shaq. That's probably it.
0: Well, the reason I found this one interesting is because Kobe has more titles. Mm-hmm. But Shaq is the best player on more championship teams. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and they each have one MVP. Yeah, they each but one Shaq MVP.
1: has more championship MVPs. Doesn't yeah. he have three? Two? He has three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I have them right there together, and that's probably the the defense well, and a little more scoring. And
0: you have them back to back. Wade has them the one spot. Like there's one person between them. I have them back to back. Ray has them back to back and gosh dang it. Mine are probably closed. I don't even see yours your list. What the hell do I do with it? And Drew has them a couple spots apart, but yeah, yeah like it
1: They're they're linked together for life. <laughs> yeah. Whether they like it or not. Well <laughs>
0: right. honestly i I've, I've I've looked at my list recently and I've noticed I have a pattern. Shaq and Kobe are back to back. I have the mailman of Stockton back to back, and I ha- I even have I have Bird and Magic back to back. Well, okay. you play
2: either on their team together <laughs> or like in that yeah. same time period. You just link them together, and it like
0: yeah. All right, I got one more for you, Uncle Doug. Okay. Um, I guess it's the uh, the same thing I asked Drew, but uh, why do you have Shaq ahead of Duncan?
1: Well, I was looking at that because I thought you might ask me that. And that's one where Shaq's numbers are just slightly better, but Tim's accolades are better. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, I think I have them back-to-back. Back. Yeah, he's on the other side of Shaq. Right, yeah. And that could easily – I feel like I could switch those two. They're, they are so close. Um, I think because I'm a Laker fan, I probably gave Shaq a little – and. Shaq kept himself in your thoughts. I mean, whereas, like you say, Tim was, and those Spurs teams, weren't flashy. Shaq always was out there. Yeah, well, of course. Always. Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: Well, so. does anybody have any litigation questions for me before we wrap well, up litigation? Uh, I'm back to the normal. I'm not looking at your list now. Uh, sorry, I was kind of hogging the list there for a minute, so that's probably my fault this time. It's all right. Uh,
3: why you got Kobe ahead of Shaq?
0: Uh, I think I think it did well down for championships with me, but I, to be honest with you, I thought about it a lot on the way here because um, I actually made my litigation list um, like on the way here and when I first got here. So I was a little running late on my prep today, but uh, I think there's a, there's a there's a case to switch it, but I don't know that I will because of the things that bother me about Shaq. There's so many. Uh, I mean, maybe it's unfair because, you know, you'd say there's a lot of what if with Shaq. Like, what if he'd have stayed in shape? What if he'd have done this? What if he'd have done this? taken it more seriously. He might have, well, you know, we talked about in the KD episode where I said, you know, KD has the potential to enter elite, elite status, you know, top 10, top 8, top 5 maybe. I think Shaq's one of those guys that should be in that, in in top 5. Not could be should be, and he's not because of his own doing. Um, so, yeah. Any other, any others? Uh,
3: why is LeBron ahead of Shaq?
0: Oh, uh, I think, I think LeBron is just. I think he's. A, I think I. I just think I just think LeBron's in a different class than Shaq. Unfortunately, um, and I'll be honest with you, it's not. It's not really rough for me to say because I'm sure Uncle Doug remembers this. I couldn't stand Shaq when he played. Shaq has softened me a lot on TNT because I like him on TNT. Mm. Um, but I couldn't stand Shaq when he played, uh, and some of that was because of the way he did Orlando. But I also just didn't like his his style of play. I thought it was
1: bullshit for a life of better way. <laughs> I was gonna right. say well, bullcrap. The uh, just... you know it's it's funny you say that because I mean I was a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. But I liked Orlando Shaq. I wasn't that crazy about Lakers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like you, I didn't like the way he played. Yeah. And, uh, but I liked him in Orlando.
0: Now, the way he played, though, especially, you know, 2000, 2004, or whatever, he was flat dominant. He oh, was the best yeah. player in the no league. No doubt. He was the best player in the league, no doubt. But it it just wasn't, I didn't like it. Right. Um, And I don't like LeBron. I mean, I think that's been made fairly clear over the course of this podcast but um, I, I I think LeBron is in a different class than Shaq personally.
2: Okay. Anybody else? I don't have any other questions but can I touch on the whole Kobe Shaq thing? Sure. Um, I think another I know no one asked me why I have Kobe ahead of Shaq but I think <laughs> one of the reasons why is because I think Kobe's championships without Shaq without each other are better. He did it two times. Shaq did it once.
0: Kobe kept a home where Shaq was bouncing around from place to place, trying to find a home. I have a question. Yeah. And this is a what if again, but what if Shaq and Penny win the championship against the last one, and they each have five? What does that do to this conversation? Well, if
2: they win Orlando, is
0: Shaq <laughs> well. gonna leave? Well, I mean, that, I mean that, that's a very fair question. We up a can of worms. <laughs> but yeah. I'm saying, if they each have five... That is true. What does this do to the Kobe-Shaq comparison?
2: Well, he's going to get another finals MVP, obviously. <coughs> so he's up to yeah. four. Uh, right. Four yeah. five. I,
1: I think he probably slides back ahead of Kobe. And
0: he beats Elijah Wan.
2: He gets a title right. when Michael's gone. So I mean, now you have Elijah Wan, Shaq, and Michael in the 90s. Instead of just Elijah Wan and Michael. That's true. So, yeah. And you never know, with that confidence, they might beat Jordan the next year. Like, because they get over the hump finally. Mm. So That's true. Yeah, and that's with Ray point. saying that young talented roster, you right. might have a magic dynasty. Right. Yeah. And if they're getting
1: rings, like you said, Shaq may not leave. As long as How many rings does Orlando get then?
3: Yeah.
2: And then you're affecting other careers like maybe Penny Hardaway is a top 50 player of all time. As long as Penny doesn't hurt his knee in that yeah, scenario. Right.
0: Well, I've often struggled with that because obviously Penny's my favorite player, but, um, you know, it's always like, well, Shaq would have stayed. Penny got hurt a few years later, and that could have ended their dynasty, which is a very fair assessment. But would Penny have gotten hurt right. if he didn't have to carry a shit franchise exactly. right. for yeah. three years? He's not asked to right. He's not play his asked to do so, off, so forty minutes a
2: game every night. Just uh he's just he's still passing it in the Shaq and scoring when he has to. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I think yeah. But, but who knows? Maybe he still does get hurt. Anyway, should we? Uh, Unless somebody else has another litigation question for me, uh, no. Should we give our closing statements? Yeah. By the way, uh, m- before we go to closing statements, they just announced that uh, Durant's gonna play tomorrow.
3: Yes. Well, you know, I say yes, but what about fucking Ben Simmons? Where is this goofy bastard Ben?
0: <laughs> well, they're saying he might not play for like three more weeks. Are you f- why?
3: What is the reason?
0: <laughs> Oh, he's got to get ready.
3: James Harden was ready in a week and put wow. up phenomenal two-day numbers.
0: Uh, um, Ray. Hey. He's got to get mentally
3: ready. He's got, yeah, he's <laughs> got to gotta
1: get, get his head in the right place, Ray.
3: Yeah, it's he's got to pull it out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's the simple thing. That. That's the only thing he's got to do. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my stuff. God. Oh. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Fucking Ben Simmons. <laughs> Ben Simmons. For All right. Three.
0: Closing statements. Let's do reverse order, Ray.
3: All right. Uh, like I've said, I know he's a phenomenal player, but sometimes he's got that little quirk about him, like I got with LeBron, where I don't like LeBron, but it's because he's mostly because he holds hold himself back. Like I feel like they had that extra step that they could, you know do and they just they didn't do it they got complacent whatever whatever and this is where we're at but I mean they're both phenomenal players but it's just they know they could be greater and they held back so that's kind of where I'm at with Shaq but I mean the the three titles he won (laughs) flat out just killed it but other than that you can't knock Shaq for a whole lot of lot of stuff because he just flat out killed you. Yeah, almost literally. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that's me. Um, yeah. Um, Shaq is the most dominant. Has the most dominant run of anybody in my lifetime. Um, those three years in L.A. are just ridiculous. I mean, he. I never got to see Wilt play or. um I don't even know, that may be the only comparison physically to the physical dominance Shaq put on the league. Um, Like Ray said, you know, there were times he wasn't ready, there was times he didn't show up, there was times he, uh, you know, was out of shape, you know, those types of things. Um, And that's really what holds me back some on him. Um, And the fact that, you know, he couldn't get along with people and into dynasties because of it or potential dynasties even. I mean, if he if he can figure out a way to get a hold or get a hold, get along with Kobe, maybe there's more championships there. If he doesn't get jealous of Penny, maybe there's championships there. If he can get along with Pat Riley and stay in shape, maybe there's more championships with him and D-Wade in Miami. I mean, there's just so much what if because of questions he brought on himself, not because he was getting he had bad injuries like Grant Hill or Penny. Not because, uh, you know, the league shut down or anything out of his control. It was because he didn't want to stay in shape because he wanted to um, do other things, which I'm not going to say people shouldn't be able to do other things, you know, like act or be a rapper or, you know, whatever. That's fine. But not when you come in 70 pounds overweight because of it. Um haven't touched the basketball since the last game he played last year <laughs> yeah so that's my closing statement on Shaq. and that will lead us to drew uh kind of what you guys said
2: at times shaq
0: best player league best player I
2: wanted to be other times he's overweight barely getting up and down the court hurting the team at the beginning of the year so then they had to have these the second half of the season come back just to try and get the spot they were supposed to have to begin with all the time sometimes they didn't get it They didn't get their home court advantage like they wanted to. They had to go other places. I mean, they still got the job done most of the time, but I don't know. Sometimes he hurts the team more than he benefited himself with some of the stuff, I think. But Shaq utterly dominated when he needed to. Like Alex said at the beginning, in the playoffs, and big games, Shaq stepped up. He did this, but
0: he'd done it all the time. So I'll leave that there. All right, and Uncle Doug.
1: Yeah, I think you guys have covered most of it. Um, Shaq, again, is one of our big what-if guys. I mean, he has great accolades. He put up great numbers, super dominant f- for several years. And you just think, what if he had stayed in shape? What he could have done. How many titles there would be out there. How many points he would have scored. Rebounds he would have grabbed. It's f- phenomenal talent.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that will end our Shaq portion of this episode and move us into trivia. And I assume Drew. (laughs) All right.
2: What is the most amount of All Star Game appearances without an All Star Game MVP?
0: Hmm. I like that. Shaq has three All Star Game MVPs.
3: I think he co MVP two of them.
0: Did he?
2: Yeah. I thought about asking that. I was like, nah.
3: That that's really a thing. You co MVP an All Star game.
2: Yeah, he has the most co MVP All Star games. I'm like, why can't we see it the one person?
3: I didn't think that was such a serious thing to have. (laughs) That you got to let somebody (laughs) else co it. Wow. Um, Who could it be? You know,
0: though, and be honest with you, I can't even tell you year to year who wins the All-Star Game MVP.
1: No. No, I can't either. I don't even, when I'm writing down stats, I don't even write that down.
0: No. No. I'm not a
1: big All-Star Game fan.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, we always say it every episode, how many All-Star Games they have, but we never talk about it. I don't think we we never bring it up. It's not like we think, not like we put a lot of stock into All-Star Game appearances. No, the All NBA looks way better than.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta guess. Okay. Me too. I gotta
0: guess. Yep. Oh, we asked for a number or a person. A number. Oh, okay, shit, I had a person written
2: down. Uh. I'll, I'll tell you the person afterwards. Um. Damn. Um. All right,
0: I got. An, I got one.
1: All right, I said twelve. Okay,
2: I
0: said thirteen.
2: All right, I said fourteen. It is nineteen. Oh, K- Kareem never won an All Star game MVP. Mm. Wow. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I was wrong with the person too because I had Duncan written down.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> I was uh, all all those years. I don't, I was really surprised when Kareem didn't get one. I knew he didn't later, but I thought maybe he would have got one early on. But. Good question.
0: All right, you'd like to go next. I'll go ahead. All right.
3: All right. (laughs) Who was the first top five pick from Florida State in NBA draft history?
0: I don't think I can name a Florida State basketball player in the NBA. I mean, I know a few, but none of them that were, like, really good that would maybe go top five.
1: What the heck? Uncle Doug was <laughs> confident. Though. No. I, I, it's just because I know a player. That's why. It's just a guess. Wow. I can't. The
0: first Florida State player to go top five, right?
3: Who was the first top five pick from Florida State in NBA draft history? Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure this guy even went top five, but it's a Florida State player on right now. I don't know if Florida State player
3: or anything. I'm just trying to think.
1: Oh, crap. Oh, hmm. crap.
0: Where do you come up with this shit, Ray? Uh,
3: It's called uh, Booktop Kindle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And shout out Kindle if you want to give a sponsorship. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even know what to write down.
2: This is (laughs) pitiful.
0: It is. But... Just in case, I'm going to write down somebody I know is from Florida State, <laughs> but I don't think they were top five. I'm almost 100% positive they weren't, actually.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of where I'm
0: at. I just wrote her first name and the last name down,
2: hoping for the best. Okay. All right. I put Landon Collins.
3: I said Charlie Ward. <laughs> so did I. Okay, the correct answer is Dave Collins. Collins was selected fourth overall in the 1970 draft. Where Sura was the 17th overall pack, uh, pick in 1995, Charlie Ward was taken 26th overall, and while Joe Smith was taken number one overall, he attended the University of Maryland, not Florida State. So
2: I by- wrote Joe Smith.
0: <laughs> wow, I
1: did not know Callis came from Florida State
0: I, I had no idea that he went to Florida State. <laughs> wow. wow, nice question, right? Yeah, you, no thank kidding, you. man. Um, I knew Charlie Ward, you know, went to Florida State and won and the Heisman in right. football. Right, yeah. Um, and I knew we took Jonathan Isley just a couple of years ago, pretty high in the draft, out of Florida State. But I was like, somebody had to go before, like, three years ago. Yeah, so I was like, uh, who would it have been? So, all right. All right, Uncle dog. All right, well,
1: I'm going to stick with my draft uh, draft info here. 92 draft, Shaq was number one. How many Hall of Famers came out of the 92 draft?
0: Ooh. Counting shack or not
1: counting shack. Counting shack. Okay.
0: Alright. I got an answer. Ooh,
2: that's with. Let's go. Go. <laughs> okay. Way to go, Drew. <laughs> I tried my best not to the... Ray wasn't making any weird faces over there, so I've been that. No, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did, but it wasn't.
0: Well, um, have any of you ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast?
3: No. I, I watch snippets mm. from time to time. I'm but not. And I'm not trying thing. to get
0: political here because obviously that's not what we're here to do. So I'm not. I'm not promoting anything. But um, I have listened to episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast. And first off, it is the most popular podcast in the history of the world by like a landslide. Um, but he doesn't edit his podcast and there's stupid stuff like that, like dropping mics and messing up mic poles and <laughs> stuff like that, and, like, every episode. it just Stuff just happens, and he doesn't cut it, and nobody seems to care. So yeah. Yeah. maybe, I mean, I, I mean, not that I'm saying we do bad things. I just mean, like, we have really fuss over, like, stupid sounds like that and everything right, like that. Yeah. Maybe it's not as big a deal as we think it is. Yeah. I don't know.
2: As long as we're not doing it, like, ten times an episode. Right, either. right, yeah. But one over here and there, it's not... Um, so we all got an answer?
0: Yep. I do, yeah. Um,
1: I put three. put six. put four. Alex is correct. Wow. It's Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, mm. and the third one is Christian Leitner.
3: Christian Leitner? Huh?
1: Well, it's because he's a Hall of Famer on a team. He went into the Hall of Fame as a member of, of the, the Dream, dream Team. Of oh, the Dream Team.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this. Oh, I knew that him and Mourning came out together. So I knew there was two. Yeah. But I was like, there's gotta be more than that. So I just put three. It was a yeah. purely it was oh, purely a guess. A good one. It was purely a guess.
1: That that was a very good draft. It had some good players at it, So mm. and I was trying to tell you earlier, Drew, I think Alonzo Morning's contract might have been the one that caused the trouble yeah. in Orlando. Because he got a big contract about I that think, time. I think you're right. He got and like a Shaq wanted more money. Yeah. Because he was drafted ahead of him.
0: I think hmm. you're right. Does that leave me? Yep. Yep. All right. Steph Curry leads the NBA in three-pointers made per game with 4.6. Only one other player in the NBA is making more than four three-pointers a game. Who is it?
2: Oh. I've got two options. I don't know which one to write
1: down. i got a, I got a name. <laughs> I won't say it. I've got a name down, but I don't know.
0: Everybody got one? Yep. There is. Oh, sorry, Drew.
2: You're fine. I'll just write this down. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. I put uh, Trey Young. I said Luca. That's what I said, Luca.
0: The correct answer is Fred Van Vliet. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was thinking Luca or Trey
3: Good old Young. Fred.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is he the only player, like all star caliber player in NBA history with the name Fred?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be.
0: All right. Well, after this week's tallies, the scores are as follows. Ray with 21. Uncle Doug with 44. Drew with 45. Alex with 53. And Wade with 58. And Wade's lead was cut into this week by one point. By myself.
3: Uh Uh-oh.
0: You better get back, Wade. I'm pretty okay with that. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in to our Shaquille O'Neal episode this, this week. And please tune in next week for our Wilt chamberlain episode the other side of the coin from our russell episode last week and thanks for tuning in to sports the nemo way